Do I really need to just pick one ideal client? Do I only need to be attracting ideal student clients? What happens if I teach students that don't fall into that category? Do I have to let them go? What happens if I love all types of students? Can I have more than one? What if I don't want to just narrow in on one type? I'm afraid I'll be turning away students if I get super specific. These are some of the questions and concerns that a lot of voice teachers have been sharing. So today we are breaking it all down. This podcast is for professional voice teachers to answer the question, how do I grow my teaching business and even break out of that one-on-one lesson model so that I can reach and teach who I want whenever I want. I'm your host, Allie Tyler, voice teacher of over a decade and marketing and business coach for fellow voice teachers. Welcome to the Voicepreneur Podcast. Hello, hello, Voicepreneur. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Okay, so this is actually really fun because I am inserting this episode as kind of a, I don't know, not a bonus episode. We're just switching things around in the back end here because this is not the original episode that I was going to be putting out today, but this inspired, this episode was inspired. (laughs) This episode was inspired by a recent reel that I put out and some comments I've been seeing just in general about picking our ideal client. Oh my God, it is so hard. I totally understand. So I've been seeing it all over the place. And in case you have not heard yet, I um, welcome you into our amazing Facebook community called the Aligned Voice Teachers Facebook group. There are tons of marketing trainings. There's tons of voice teachers that you can hang out with. And I watch what y'all post about. I follow you. I see what's going on. (laughs) It's very much a community and it's also a really great way for me to answer questions like one that I'm answering today on the podcast, which is what do I do if I'm struggling to pick just one ideal client? It is really hard. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. This is like the hardest part. And here are a couple of comments that I want to specifically zoom in on. And I just want to say these are paraphrased and they might even be like compiled together. I don't even know. But they're like two main things that I've been seeing lately that I want to address, which is now here's the first one. We can and should teach all types of students. After all, we can't identify our ideal client until we've taught a bunch of types of people. A bunch of types of people. (laughs) Real great paraphrasing there, Allie. But basically to say that it's important that we teach all types of students. And so to say that we should only be teaching ideal clients is kind of unfair if you don't actually have the experience of teaching all different types of people. So when, basically, is kind of what I'm interpreting, when do you actually start only attracting in ideal clients? And is that the goal? Like, do you not want to be teaching all types of people? Is it only that you want to be teaching certain types of people? This is a biggie. So there's a couple of ways that we can really look at this. The first one is that there is a difference between what happens in your studio and on your marketing materials. 
Now, there doesn't have to be a difference. The goal is that we want to align them, right? But especially when we are in that kind of, I don't know, let's say transitional phase where we're sort of transitioning into our butterfly-ness. <laughs> we're transitioning out of the cocoon and becoming a butterfly as a professional and established voice teacher. When we start doing that, we are starting to get more clear on who that ideal student is. But of course, we need that time in the cocoon. We need that time to learn. We need that time to take on a bunch of different students so that we can get crystal clear on who that person is. So this can be a little bit tricky because a lot of us, a lot of us are in that transitional phase. We're in that phase where we are starting to understand, okay, this is, this is it. I like this student. This, I like how I feel after I teach this type of thing, right? We're starting to get more clear on the experience that we want to have with our ideal student. But at the same time, we still have students that are not those students. <laughs> and so it gets a little tricky because we start thinking about, oh gosh, do I need to let them go? Like, is that like a requirement that I start letting them go because they're not quite ideal? So here's what I'm going to say about this. It is personal. It is so personal. It is so hard to talk about on a podcast episode because everybody has a very different experience with this process of letting go to attract in, right? It's like sometimes we got to let people go in order to attract the right people in, but sometimes we don't. And sometimes we don't have the privilege to do that or we don't have the, um, we just, in, in this chapter in our life, we just don't, that's not available to us. We, we can't do that. We need to teach all the students. And like I've said before, that is totally fine. So that's why I say it is so personal. It's so personal. And it's really hard to say, like, this is the exact moment when you got to let them go so that you can start only focusing on your ideal students. So going back to what I said before <laughs> about there being a difference between what happens in the studio and on your marketing materials. OK, it's worth saying again and again and again, identifying your ideal client is yes, absolutely important for you in your studio, setting boundaries, attracting people that feel good and are disciplined and ambitious and love to sing and all that jazz. And of course, we want to teach those people. But, and but, <laughs> when you want to start growing your business online, when you want to start scaling or making money in your sleep or making money in other ways beyond private lessons or just having an online presence in general, Carving out your niche is so important. And part of carving out your niche is knowing exactly who you help. So that's why it's important to be able to identify who your ideal client is. And another way that you can actually even think about this is who your ideal customer is, because there is a very subtle but important difference here between a client and a customer. If I were actually to ask you this, okay, I love this question. It's one of my favorite ones. What is the difference between a client and a customer? 
<laughs> what would you say? Okay, here is what it really is. Basically, a client is somebody that you are working with one-on-one. -on -one. It means that they are part of your service-based business, right? You are providing a service to a client individually versus a customer is somebody that is typically buying a product of yours. And product these days can absolutely mean a digital product. It could be a course. It could be a masterclass. It could be something that you created a long time ago that you are selling the recording of, right? There's so many ways, and we're going to talk about that real soon, on how to make money in the world of digital products, but those are really who your customers are, right? Those are the people who are buying a product of yours. So there is a subtle difference when we're talking about our ideal person in that way, going back to what happens in the studio and on your marketing materials. If you are trying to sell an online course, for example, and you are like, all ages are welcome. Like I teach everybody. I don't care what style you are. I just, I love teaching everybody. And I just love helping you find your voice. <laughs> That's wonderful, but that is not helpful for an online course. Nobody's going to buy that. They're going to be like, uh, Okay. <laughs> like, so that's really a big thing is really owning where you're at in your business too, right? Like, what do you want your marketing materials to say? And it doesn't even have to be paid offering specific. It doesn't have to be related to an online course. It can absolutely be related to your brand. So for example, a voicepreneur, somebody who's inside of our voicepreneur program here, um, she was working through this material of identifying her ideal client and she realized that she really wanted to attract females. And she had not really articulated that, but then when she finally did, she was like, oh my God, it feels just so good to be like, yeah, that is who I love teaching. Like, that is my jam. And so now her branding has changed. Now her colors have changed. Now her um, tagline and her Instagram bio has changed and everything about her brand is feeling so much more feminine and she is so much more happy about it. So um, those subtle things, again, it doesn't have to be related to an online course. It can be related to your brand, but like all of that to say, the more that specific that you can get with your person for your online marketing materials, the more you're going to attract better and more aligned clients. I'm going to address that in just a second, um, but I want to talk real quick about another comment that I have been seeing in the world of the online space, in the online world, in the online space. I don't think I need world and space in the same sentence, probably just one. <laughs> okay, so here's the second thing. And again, this is just paraphrasing. This quote is, I don't care what type of student they are. I don't care their age. I don't care their demographic. I don't care what type of music they like to sing. I don't really care about any of that. I just care about their personality characteristics and if they're ideal for me as a student. Okay, kind of like I was talking about before, there is a difference between your client and your customer. So that's wonderful. If you're trying to get online and you're like, you know what? I want ambitious voice students. That's who I want to attract in. And you go in and actually let's use Facebook ads as a, an example because it's so perfect for this. Facebook ads is very like, give me this and that. And you want either this person or that person. And like, it's very black and white sometimes. And yes, you could, there's a lot of malleability with it, but 
you can't go in there and be like, I'm actually looking for ambitious voice students. Like that's really what I want. Um, so can you find people who are driven and ambitious and disciplined? That would be great. Like that's so what <laughs> so hard to do, but female singers, absolutely. You can do that. Right. So subtle differences here. So anyway, um, it's okay to want those characteristics, but it is not okay to only have those characteristics as the way that you describe your ideal student. You gotta go way deeper than that. You wanna be thinking about them as the whole person, not just their positive personality traits, but who are they from the inside out? What do they struggle with? What are the things that they really want and desire? Like that is what we're talking about when we're saying defining your ideal client. And if you wanna go way deep into that, go and check out episode number three, where we talk all about why and how to pick your ideal student client. Okay, so really what this comes down to, what this all comes down to (laughs) is what your goals are. What are your goals? What are your goals specifically as two different roles here? What are your goals as a voice teacher and as a business owner? So they might be different. They might be the same, but they might be different. And that's okay. Like I've said before, if you are in that phase, I like to call it the learning phase. If you are in that learning phase where you are learning about yourself as a teacher, you are learning about your boundaries, you are learning about what types of students you want to and don't want to have in your studio, you are in that learning phase, own it, own it, own it, own it. Know what type of goals you have as a voice teacher. And then if you are in that phase where you want to really level up, you want to be a business owner, you want to make money in multiple different ways and you want to have multiple revenue streams and you just want to think outside the box and you want to build an online business, then your goals are going to be a little bit different in terms of who you want to be attracting in and you absolutely want to get more specific. The more specific, the better, because again, that is how you're going to attract the right people online. You can't just say that you want ambitious singers. We got to get deeper than that. (laughs) Okay, now I want to circle back because one of the other things, one of the big pain points is that the more specific we are, the more we are going to detract students. Like people are going to look at that and they're going to be like, "Mm, that's not me. And we don't want that because again, we might be in that position where we're like, no, I love all types of students. I can help anybody. So why would I want to be specific on an ideal person if I can actually teach everybody and want that experience? Like I want the versatility in my studio. Okay. So a couple of things. First and foremost, there are still ways that you can market yourself in a way that opens it up for a multitude of students to come into your studio and be specific. So what we are really talking about here is talking about their thoughts and their feelings, right? Humans whether you are a 17-year-old or a 45-year-old, we have a lot of the same thoughts. (laughs) We have a lot of the same feelings. So you can really hone in on that first and foremost. But here's the other thing. The more specific that you are does not equate to detracting people away. I mean, yes, that will happen naturally, but you would be so 
surprised how many people will come to you that are completely different than how you had thought your ideal student was, but they totally match like everything in that same realm. Like, okay, I'm going to give you a perfect example of this. So when I was getting specific on who my ideal client was, I realized the first big aha moment for me was I don't want to teach kids anymore. I want to focus on adults. Do I love teaching kids? Oh my God. Yes. I love kids so, so, so much. Am I good at it? Hell yeah, I am. Do kids love me? Yes, they do. But I realized in that moment in my life, I really needed to hone in on adults. So I started teaching adults and then I started thinking about, okay, who is my ideal client? Like beyond just, they are an adult singer. They are an amateur. They want to learn how to sing. They felt like they had a voice when they were growing up, but they, you know, something blocked them from wanting to explore it more. Or maybe they have experience in choir and then they stop singing because of et cetera. And now they want to come back to it. Right. So I had that whole story in my head. Right. And What ended up happening, which was so interesting, is I got a lot of different types of students. Okay, there are three right now that are really just like bubbling up in my mind. It's probably because they were the last three that I taught before I went on maternity leave. So we have, and I'm going to change their names. Um, we have, let's see, Toby. So Toby <laughs> was um, a male amateur adult, never had taken any type of music lessons before, knew absolutely nothing about singing or music. I mean, he like kind of did a little bit of band when he was growing up, but like in terms of singing, he really just wanted to start fresh. And he was so inspired to learn all about music theory and like how music worked, which is something I absolutely love teaching about. So that was awesome. Then we have Mona and Mona is a woman in her 50s. She's African-American. So she has this really amazingly awesome background with music and how she grew up with it in her culture. And she also happens to be a flute instructor. So she knows a lot about music and she just wants to learn how the voice works because she loves singing, but she has no idea really like how to control her voice. And then we have Jordan and Jordan studied voice in school. She went to college for voice and she got so lost in the technique aspect of it that she ended up taking a break for a long time. And now she wants to come back and study it a little bit more, but in the realm of being a medicine healer and doing shamanic work. So definitely has this healing and spiritual component to it. And she also has this background with classical singing. So, okay. <laughs> It's just so interesting to me because these on paper look like completely different types of people, but they still fell under that category of they wanted to learn how to sing for joy and for their own expression and how music worked and how singing worked. And that was in perfect alignment with the type of students that I wanted to attract in. So do you see how it is totally a-okay to have completely different types of students, but still be specific with your marketing? Because your marketing is going to resonate with all different types of people with all different types of backgrounds. Again, we really want to get more interested in the thoughts and the feelings that they have. Now, yes, does it help to have an easy to understand identifier like adults or amateur adult singers? 
Absolutely. And that takes time to start identifying something like that. But don't worry about that yet. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. Again, this is all about you and your goals as a voice teacher and or or and a business owner. Oh my goodness, that was a little bit longer than I usually go, but I hope that that was helpful. (laughs) And I hope that you can really start thinking differently about your ideal client because it really is one of those things that, I mean, gosh, I just like had these aha moments about ideal client work yesterday and I've been doing this for a really long time. So it, it has so many layers to it. It's like an onion, right? So keep doing the work, keep peeling those layers. I believe in you, you are doing amazing, amazing work. Now, as always, you can come and connect with me over on Instagram at The Voicepreneur. And if you liked this episode, spread the word, my friend. Please share it with your voice teacher friends. Take a screenshot of it and put it into your stories and tag me at The Voicepreneur. And be sure to check out The Voicepreneur program that is opening really, really soon in May of 2022. You can also join our Aligned Voice Teachers Facebook group. And I am opening up one-on-one coaching spots, but only for a limited time because I'm a So (laughs) be sure to go and check out all of those links inside of the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really, really excited every week to be connecting with you. And I can't wait to get to know you and your voice teaching business. Have a wonderful day, my friend, and I will catch you in the next episode.